around the world, locally, with family and friends, House of Destiny International Ministries presents Senior Pastor Dr. Larry Manley with today's message of a spiritually vibrant connection with God. We hope that you enjoy the viewing. Hi, I'm Dr. Larry Manley, Senior Pastor here at House of Destiny International Ministries, located at 302 Costner Road here in beautiful downtown Boiling Springs, South Carolina. We're inviting you to join us every Wednesday night for our ministry training sessions at 7 p.m. And every Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. is our worship service. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 16. It says, For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of of the archangel and with the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with him in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air and so shall we ever be with the Lord. How many of y'all know that God's going to take us away? Amen. Wherefore, it tells us to comfort one another with these words, not the words of another, but with these words. Now, this revelation of what the Apostle Paul is speaking to us, declares the fact that God will, the Lord, will descend from heaven, the spiritual realm, and he will descend with a shout. And with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God, it sounds like in each Three of those things, the shout, the voice, and the trump of God, it sounds like a sound is going to be made, doesn't it? Sounds to me like a certain voice is going to have to be heard by a special people. Okay? And those that hear it, it says the dead in Christ says that they will rise. And then those which are alive, they're going to be caught up together with him in the clouds, which is his word. See, we've got to be caught up in his word to meet the Lord in the air, which means to meet the Lord in our minds. This word has to be in us. And we have to be in it. That's why it says it's going to bring us up into the clouds, because you see, in order to get into the clouds, we've got to get into his word, and his word has got to be in us. If we want to meet the Lord in the air, 
which is in our mind because if we don't meet him in our mind, we're certainly not going to meet him out there in the ozone somewhere. So there is a protocol to this. Yes, we will be snatched away. We will be taken. There is, Jesus said, I'm going to go and I'm preparing another place for you. So that where I am, you're going to be also. We talked about all of those mansions. See, this thing, what I'm trying to say, church, is this thing is worth fighting for. Regardless of the mistakes, the frustration, the hardships that you're going through, listen to me, people. We're in this together. This thing is worth fighting for. But people are dropping because people don't understand what the fight is all about. We keep losing the battle because we just don't understand what the fight is all about. The fight is about falling and getting back up. That's what the fight is all about. If you don't fall, you ain't living. If you don't get back up, you won't live. Do you hear what I said? Now, so this thing that we're dealing with is all about whether we're going to be in his word and whether that word is going to be in us and whether or not we're going to be able to meet God in our mind because we have to meet him here in our mind, in our thoughts, before we can meet him in eternity through the marriage supper of the Lamb. Because after that, that's when this thing really gets eternal on us. After the marriage supper. It really gets, it's eternal now, but it really gets, in other words, we're going to another phase of this thing at that level, you see. But you got to be married in before you can get into that phase. See, you can't, if you ain't married into him now, you can't get into that most eternal thing that he has for us, you see. So you got to be married in. That, that, I always say there's a protocol to it all. Now, let's deal with this voice. Let's go over here to John, the fifth chapter. John, the fifth chapter, verse 25. Let me know when you get there. The Bible tells us here, and we're speaking about the resurrection to life or judgment. It says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, the hour is coming, and now is. When the dead, the dead here means those who are destitute of a life that exemplifies God because of its giving up to sin. You catch that? That's what the dead are. The dead are those who are destitute of a life that exemplifies God because of its giving up to sin. On the day that you shall eat from the tree of the knowledge and good and evil, that's the day that you shall surely die spiritually. But the Bible says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, verse 25 of John 5, the hour is coming and now, somebody say now with me, now is when the dead, those who are destitute of God, shall hear the voice, talking about that voice again, that sound, that dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God, which is the builder of God in man. 
and they that hear shall live. Now the voice will be spread out to everybody. But the problem is this, or to everybody that's dead, but the problem is this, all the dead aren't going to hear it when it goes out. Because the Bible says right there in that same verse that those that hear that are dead shall come alive. Right? So if it go out and the dead don't hear it, in other words, church, after we done did all we can, we can't do no more. Did y'all hear me? After we've done all we can, ain't nothing else that we're going to be able to do. To help nobody. Because if we, won't, if, we, if we aren't careful, we will burden ourselves down, and while we preach to others, we'll mess around and miss the boat ourselves, fooling with this situation when the dead don't want to hear. Isaiah, the 40, verse 3, talks about a voice crying in the wilderness. Still talking about that voice, the voice of grace. See, it's crying. It's crying in the wilderness. Now, it says, prepare ye the way of the Lord and make a straight path in the desert, wilderness, desert, for the highway of our God. You got me? So, in that place, that's a wilderness in our life. In that place, that's a desert, that place that... You really want something to begin to grow in. It said prepare a place for God right there. Right in that place where we think that God don't want is the place that he wants. Right there in that place that ain't doing nothing for your life. See, see you understand? He, said, he didn't say prepare somewhere else. He said prepare in that desert, that desert place, that wilderness place in you. That's, that's where he wants us to do it at. And by doing it there, he says, I want you to prepare a straight path in the desert for the highway of our God. So God want to build a highway right through your wilderness, right through your highway or right through your place of desolation, your, your problems. God says, set me up right there. Set, set a straight path right there. And, and, and I know I'm talking to some folk this morning because I'm talking to me too. I, I, know, I know God is in the house this morning. Now, if God wants us to set this place up, right in that place where we think that we ain't no good, right in that place where we think, well, this ain't going to never work for me, God says, set me up, prepare me right there. I just want you to prepare me right there. I need you to prepare me. See, God is pleading to us. All the, he's pleading. He's making a plea to us this morning. You know, I don't know why, but God is really making a plea to our salvation this morning. I talked to a prophet yesterday, Prophet Roger, and he's going to be releasing a word at some time when God give it. And, and see, he don't release that thing until it get, he don't release nothing but the truth. And it ain't looking good. It ain't looking good. It ain't looking good for them. It's looking good for us, but it ain't looking good for them. But because it's looking good for us don't mean that we're not going to be challenged. Because trust me, 
If the world is challenged, we're going to be challenged too by it. By it. So we got to understand where we are and what we need to do and how we need to do it because we always got to remember it's only going to be a few that make it in. It's not going to be a lot. Do not hear me good. Do not listen to false prophets that say there's going to be a great outpouring of the Spirit. That is not biblical. You don't know enough about the Bible if you believe that. From here on down, it's Jesus said from here on out, love will do what? Wax cold. Jesus said, that, I mean, Paul said that there's going to be a... Now, who you going to believe? See, that's how we get caught up. That's how we get caught up. We better be careful on what we're listening to and how we listen. We need to know the word. The Bible says hell's coming up to meet us. It's enlarging itself. That means it's taking more in. The church ain't taking more in. Church players, are, you know, they, they come in for a minute and then they go on somewhere. But I'm talking about the real deal. God is looking for the real thing. God is looking for the real thing. I'm trying to tell you now. It's going to be a rude awakening for a lot of us, and I sure don't want to be in that number. I, I'm beginning to think, take this thing a little more seriously. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, the devil at all of us, me too. He's trying to knock all of us off. He don't care nothing about us, nothing whatsoever. He said, now I need you to prepare this place, this desert. I need you to prepare a straight path right there. Right there, I want you to cut a path through that for the highway, because that path is going to be the highway for God to come through. And when God comes through, you know it's going to happen. When God comes through, it ain't going to be desolate no more, because in God, there is life. So, so, so that means that this thing, it's going to completely change. It's going to completely change around. Well, when we look at, you don't have to go there, 1 King 18.44, it talks about, Elijah talks about, hearing that sound of rain, that sound of blessings coming. See, it hadn't rained in about three years, and, and, and Elijah's telling Ahab, I hear the sound of rain. In other words, the blessings are about to flow back the way it's supposed to be flowing. But here's the thing. Some ain't going to be in the position to get the blessings. Well, let's look at Luke. 11 verse 20. Let's just look at Luke 11 verse 20. I, I got it down here, so let's just see what it is. Let me get to something here in a minute. Luke 11 verse 20. Are we there? Amen. It said, but if I with the finger of God cast out devils, no doubt the kingdom of God has come upon you. See, when we set up, when we set that thing up in that desert place, what did the thief come to do? Steal, kill, and destroy. To make things desolate, to make things a wilderness, right? So the devil got something to do with that too. But God said, right there, that place of ruin in your life is where I need for you to set this thing up. Because watch what God did. Watch what happens. Now when we go to Genesis, we don't have to go there because we remember the story. We go to Genesis, and when man ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, what happened? His spiritual temple collapsed. That's what happened. That's basically what happened. It fell on him. You know, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't no good no more. Now, 
Notice what the disciples tried to do with Jesus. Jesus was speaking in the synagogue. They come outside the synagogue. First thing they wanted to do was show how magnificent that building was, right? See, man prides himself on the magnificence of himself. Hi, I'm Dr. Larry Manley, senior pastor here at House of Destiny International Ministries at 302 Costner Road in Boiling Springs, inviting you to join us every Sunday morning at 6 a.m. on my 40. God bless. Look how, look how great. You, you see, that tabernacle wasn't so much uh, a physical building like this, but it was really talking about this right here. It was really talking about this. And he said, now, I tell you the truth, ain't not one stone, we know the stones represents our thoughts. He said, not one stone going to be left on top of another before all of it collapsed. In other words, everything that it took to be a Walmart, <laughs> everything that it took to build all them Fortune 500 businesses and corporations and conglomerates, you see, all of those were constructed by some great man somewhere. He made his tabernacle great. But Jesus said, you know, everything that built it is going to collapse. It ain't going to be worth nothing. It, the whole thing. In one hour, Revelation said, the whole merchant failed. The whole economy failed in one hour, one season. And it's coming. It's coming. It's closer than we think. Now, this spiritual temple collapsed. And... Right there is where God is saying, this is where I need for you to set up that straight path. Right here in that place that's done collapsed on you. That place of desolation, you see. But here's the thing. When you get ready, listen to me good now. I'm going to give you something here. Give us all something. Now, when a person is about to rebuild something that's been destroyed, What's the first thing you do? You start moving the debris, right? It ain't so with this. You see, God don't use another material. You got to use the exact same material that collapsed. So what God does is, all that stuff fell on us. Now we trying to allow God to build this thing again with all that weight, with all that pressure, with all that debris that ain't going to be moved out like a normal building, but it's got to be built with that on your back again. All right? Y'all hear what I'm saying, church? That's all God want to know. Are you real this morning with this thing? You know? The rest of it will be just fine. Are you real this morning? Because if you're real, then God can work with you. So 1 Corinthians, it tells us, 2 Corinthians 4, verse 8 and 9, it speaks about how we are troubled on every side, but not distressed. How we are perplexed, but we're not despaired. How we are persecuted, but not forsaken, and cast down, but we're not destroyed. Why? Because we're always caring about in our body the dying of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. You see, so we're troubled on every side. See, when that debris fell, that spiritual temple collapsed, we became troubled on every side because, see, we were thrown out of that sanctified place called the Garden of Eden. 
which is our soul being uh, uh, in the delight of God. See, in other words, life wasn't happy no more. Life, I had to do some things now that I didn't have to do before. I had to fight some things now that I didn't have to fight before, before I put my hands on it. You understand what I'm saying? So it's, it's true that Paul say, touch not, taste not, handle not, because all those perish at the usage thereof. Be careful what you put your hands on. And then you won't have to worry about it. You know? Because once you put your hand on it and get a taste of it, it can't hurt you the rest of your life. You know? We just got to trust him. We got to learn how to trust God. We got to learn how to have faith in God. And it's not easy when you want to do and you're, you're in opposition to what God wants you to do because you got self there that want to do what it want to do too. So the job's not easy. Job's not easy at all. And if somebody say they don't sin, they'll lie. They just tell them a lie, a bald-faced lie. Because you do sin. Everybody do, you know. Everybody do. Nobody, nobody can is exemplified unless you're dead. Then you, then you ain't sinning no more. Uh, 4, verse 18, it tells us that we need to comfort each other with these words. Comfort. Comforting with what? That the Lord going to descend and he going to pick up his people. He got a place for us. You see, it's an infinite universe out there. It ain't just one universe. It's just, they're everywhere, you know. And what we have to do is, you don't think God is capable of making another place that's better than earth? If he made this one, you don't, you don't believe that God is capable of making what he want to make the way he want to make and doing it? Or who, or who are we to tell God how he's going to do it when God has already told us what he's going to do? Who, who are we? Does it matter whether you believe what's written in the book or not? Does that change God's view? Does it? Do you think God care about whether you believe his word or not when it comes to in reference to him changing his word? He said his word above all his name. <laughs> he magnified his word above all his name. He said in the beginning it was the word. It wasn't me. It was the, <laughs> the word. Hey, that's strong for God to set his word above himself. That's a powerful thing, man. You know? So God is a good God. So I can trust God's word, you see. And that's why he said, now I need for y'all to comfort each other during these trying times that you're going through. Because it may be rough right now, but it ain't going to be like that always. Because one day we're going to check up out of here. We're going to leave this mess behind. Because I don't know about you, but I'm tired of fighting all the time within myself to try to, you know. I, I'm, I don't know about y'all now. I, I, I'm a, I'm a, I can be honest myself. You know. I'm looking for that better day. That new heaven and that new earth is what I'm looking for. I'm not looking for, 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 for somebody to tell me that I'm going to get a new car or I'm, God going to bless me with a new house or God going to bless me with this. I'm not looking for that. I don't need nobody to tell me that. God already told me all that. He said, all I got to do is seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things to be added unto me. See, God done already spoke that. I don't need nobody else speaking that to me. What I need somebody to speak to me is eternal life. See, I'm interested in eternal life. I didn't get into this for things. I got into this for eternal life. That's what I always thought getting saved was all about, was eternal life. But now it's watered down so bad, you don't even hear nothing about eternal life no more. 
Something wrong. Something is wrong. So we get saved not so that we can get things from God. And I know the devil hates me and he's going to be trying to kill me and knock me off and get me to fall. I know that. But I'm going to speak it anyway. I know he wants me out the way. But I'm going to speak the truth anyway in spite of it. I'm going to speak the truth. Them yahoos out there, I'm going to speak the truth. I'm going to speak the truth. 14. And I look and behold a what? Did y'all notice the difference between the cloud and the white cloud? In Thessalonians, it was a cloud. But in Revelation, the last book, it's a what kind of cloud? White cloud. That means that it's a spiritual word that's coming forth, a spiritual revelation. He said, then I look. See, you got to be willing to look. And behold, the white cloud, and upon the cloud, one sat like the Son of Man. That's the builder of God in man. Having on his head a golden crown, that means supreme, spirit, uh, supreme uh, spirituality. And in his hand, he had a sharp sickle. Y'all know what a sickle is? A sickle is where you reach in and get the harvest. The Bible says here that he had a Son of man had a sickle in his hand. He ready to do something here. I like this. And another angel came out of the temple crying with a loud voice to him that sat on the cloud. Remember the voice of the archangel? Huh? You remember it? And he said, told him to thrust in thy sickle and reap for the time has come for thee to reap. For the harvest of the earth is what? Somebody say, it's right. It's right. It's right to get up out of here. That's why we got to go ahead on. If we got a chance, the Bible say, now is the acceptable time for salvation. Today is the day of salvation. Not tomorrow. No, 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 no. Now, the time or the hour is come and is now that the voice of the Son of Man shall be heard by the dead. And the dead that hear... Uh-oh, shall leave. So we without excuse. We without excuse. And he said, thrust it in, and verse 16 said, and he sat on, and he that sat on the cloud, thrust in his sickle on the earth. And the earth was what? Something was taken out of the earth. Wow. Wonder who it was. I hope we all did that long. I hope we all in that number. You know what I'm saying? I hope we all in that number. Because something was taken out of the earth. It was harvested. But then check what happened. And another angel came out of the temple, which is in heaven. He also having a sharp sickle. See, Jesus didn't have his sickle. He had it first. Jesus come to get his own. But now he sent another angel with another sickle for another reason. Thank you for viewing our broadcast this morning. For a donation, please go to our website at www.thehouseofdestiny.org. Checks and money orders, please send it to House of Destiny, P.O. Box 160033, Boiling Springs, South Carolina, 29316. For your donation, you will receive a free copy of my latest book entitled, 
Filling My Life with Joy, A Guide to the Better You. Until next time, we hope to see you again next Sunday, same time, same place. God bless you, and may the Lord show favor in your life.